Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast, hosted by Pat Cashman. Gorgeous to look at. And Lisa Foster. She's dangerous. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. <laughs> can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. It's love and time. Up, up I have to recommend a movie to you Oh. that I just saw kind of by accident yesterday. And it's one of those movies that as you're watching it, you think, how did I never see this movie before? This is wonderful. Uh, and I'm, I'm, any... I'm interested because you and I don't have the same taste really in movies. No, but I think I can't imagine anybody that would not find this movie charming. It is uh, from 1940. It's a Western from 1940, and it's called The Westerner. Okay. And it stars uh, Gary Cooper, whom I have come slowly to appreciate more and more as an actor of substance. He just never seemed to have much pop and pep in his presentation to me, and I didn't think he was a very good actor. And I, now I, now I completely rethought all of that. I all think right. he's, well, let me just, he's awesome. Let me just say, you've already lost me with a, that it's in from the 1940s and yep. B that it's a Westerner. So I don't know how, yep. how on earth you're going to convince me that this is something I should watch. Okay, both well, those things don't appeal to me. No, I know. I know, but don't think of it as a Western per se. Uh, it, it really is just a really fun story. Beautifully act. My definition of a good movie is is simply this, and you can use like The Godfather as an example, or any any really great film. Um, it is a great film to me is comprised of a number of great scenes, uh, it's things scenes that are just indelible and magical, and they just work. And in some total, you've got a great movie at the end of it. Mm-hmm. That's what this this movie, The Westerner. <coughs> excuse me, I've just started back on the cigars. Yeah, again. yeah, you keep doing that. That's what this movie has for me. It's just really good scenes. It won a third supporting actor uh, nod for Walter Brennan. You remember Walter Brennan? Kinda. Well, he was he usually played old codger types, and 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 he you know was always like somebody's sidekick or something. But in this movie, he plays Judge Roy Bean, who was a real life character. Uh, although this movie's complete fiction, I'm sure. Mm-hmm. And and uh, I won't give it the whole movie away, but Judge Roy Bean is a guy that decides that he's going to be judge and jury over everybody that he thinks has. Uh, something coming. So if it's a horse thief. He doesn't even have to have proof that the guy really stole the horse. He's going to hang him. He's, uh, he's, he's just kind of a scurrilous character. But Walter Brennan makes this character. He steals the movie, first of all. He's just <laughs> wonderful. And he's obsessed with this actress of the time period of the mid 1800s, late 1800s named Lily Langtree. Have you ever heard of her? Is that a real person or, the, or it's, a character it's, in the movie? It was a real person. Oh, no, I've never heard of that name. Yeah, Lily Langtree. And she was a sensation, apparently, of the time. Big in Europe and did travel in the United States. So the premise is that Judge Roy Bean has pictures of her everywhere. He's utterly obsessed with her. And uh, and and so <laughs> Gary Cooper's drug in uh, as um, on ch- charges of stealing a horse sees all the pictures of Lily Langtree hanging around and and then de- decides to pretend like he knows Lily Langtree. He's met her and suggests to Walter Brennan that, you know, I could I could introduce you sometime. Mm-hmm. It saves his neck. Mm-hmm. She's the most beautiful woman I ever met. Met? You mean to tell me you met Lily Langtree, the real her in the flesh? Oh, many times. What an actress. How'd you get to know her? Well, well, that's a long story, Judge. Uh, 
Bart, you and Blackjack get yourself a drink, huh? Mighty fine liquor. What do you call it? Uh, rubber the brush. Go on. Rubber the brush? Did you get to know her real well? You say, tell me. She's pretty as them pictures. Why, the picture's never been made that can do justice to Lily Langtry. Is she good-natured? An angel. Oh. Basically, because Brennan's so obsessed. But anyway, I just thought this movie was just so charming and so full of of good scenes and good lines. There's one scene where they're pouring whiskey out of similar-sized bottles with each other into a glass. Mm-hmm. And they just keep pouring, pouring, looking at each other like, who's going to stop first? And <laughs> then pretty soon they both just stick the bottle right in the glass so that the whole thing <laughs> glugs out into the glass. And they grab the bottles and turn them over. It's all in sync, in perfect sync. Hmm. I think, man, if they got that scene in one take, that was amazing. Yeah. But uh, some of the lines are, Judge Roy Bean says, don't spill that liquor, son. It eats right through the bar. <laughs> and they do show a spill, and it is looks like acid eating away at the bar. And then they go ahead and drink it. Oh Gary Cooper said, this is fine liquor. What do you call it? We call it rub of the brush. I don't know what that means. And then he says, don't you trust me, Cole? Gary Cooper says, when I was a kid, I had a pet rattlesnake. I was fond of it, but I wouldn't turn my back on it. <laughs> anyway, it's called The Westerner. Uh, and it's from 1940, and you know it's the whole movie's got to be on YouTube. So, enough of a plug about that. I just loved it. I also ran across this at an antique store the other day. It's called Helpful Hints on Speaking, and it and uh, it's an antique book. It is published in 1910. Wow. And uh, it's got uh, Funk and Wagnall's company did it, and the table of contents include things like constantly aim at clearness. You should be diligent. Learn to speak deliberately. You must know how to persuade. Do not make your notes too long. Simplicity of style is desirable. You should memorize passages. You must make yourself understood. Boy, isn't that good advice if mm -hmm. you're giving a speech to make yourself understood? Sounds like it was a bestseller back then. Yeah, learn to think on your feet. Mm. Uh, avoid drinking during your speech. I love that one. <laughs> well, that's bad advice. Could be holding you tonight. I could quit doing wrong, start doing right. But you don't care about what I think. So I think I'll just stay here and drink. Yeah, well, yeah. Anyway, it's a, it's... A, Little cool, cool little book. Most of the advice in it probably pretty, pretty time honored. All these hundred years later, mm -hmm. probably still, still good advice. Yeah. Uh, so, what's new with you? What are well, you doing? Anything different in your life? Or you? I know you've been traveling. Yeah. Well, and I want to. We have some email listener emails that I want to get oh, okay. to too. But, but yeah, you I, do? I, I was going to tell you this. Uh, it was after I got back from my my trip with you and and I I'd thought about it and I decided that <laughs> I've decided yes that I'm going to go on a diet <laughs> okay what are you laughing about well how can that be a bad thing it's already a disaster it's, healthy. it's already a disaster what and I've been at it for one day <laughs> <laughs> So I well, I thought so I was inspired I I met I met my cousin not that inspired apparently I I met my cousin for lunch oh I guess about a month ago and I hadn't seen her in a while and she looked great and I said oh my gosh you look fantastic and she said yeah I said well what what are you doing and I'm figuring you know maybe she did you know there's all these different special diets low carb low fat blah 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 the yeah, South yeah, Beach yeah. South Beach the Miami this that blah blah. And she said, you know, I just, I, I just kept to 1500 calories a day and I just wrote everything down. I wrote it all down and it took her 1500 like, calories a day could be 15 of those low carb beers. Right. So the, mm -hmm. the right. 
<laughs> so I I thought, gosh, and she said it took her over. I hadn't seen her in person in, in a year. So, I mean, we've talked on the phone. So she said, yeah, it just took me a year. It was kind of slow and steady, and, and there there you go. And I thought, gosh, that's very inspiring. I, I think that I could I could possibly do that, but I can't just write it all down. So I decided to look for a calorie counting app out there that I could plug stuff into. And there's some really good ones. And the one that I found, uh, actually our friend Dave Tavers, who helps us with the podcast, had introduced me to this one called Lose It. And it's nice because you can, it's on your phone. You can just pull things up. You can take pictures of stuff and it'll calculate. You can scan barcodes. It's got restaurant food, all of these great things. And I thought, okay, okay. this is going to be, this is going to be a snap. Cause I, I think it's easy to just go about your day and not know what you're putting into your pie hole. And with this app, I'm going to be very clear on, on what I'm doing and putting in my pie hole. So I so I started. Well, for one thing, don't put pie in there. Well, you can. So you put in your you put in, and I I find I went I bought a bathroom scale. I haven't owned a scale in ages, and I thought, well, if I'm tells you how much a bathroom weighs. I'm gonna do this. I'm gonna need to kind of know what I'm doing. I'm gonna have to just face the music. She's so. So I started yesterday. <laughs> and, so what? What's your starting weight? Oh, I'm not telling you that. I'm not telling you that. So I started yesterday, and I, I got up, and I well, I don't have the scale yet. That's the thing. But I thought, well, at least I'm going to keep track of what the calories are today. And it'll tell you as you're going through and you're adding foods how many you have left in your bank for the day. Well, by about 4 p.m., I was done. You're overdrawn. Bank done. <laughs> I'm like, oh, for crap, game over. I can't, couldn't even get through the first day. And 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 it's just things like when you add creamer to your coffee, when yeah. you, I you know, like a six ounce glass of red wine is like 200, like 140 calories. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. And my part problem was I'd started having my glass of wine at 4.30 in the afternoon. So that pretty much killed the bank for the rest of the day. Yeah, because then you're hungry. That makes you hungry. Right. And yeah. and it was it was just a disaster. And I just, at 10 p.m. last night, I just threw up my hands and had another glass of wine. And Breakfast black coffee, one slice of dry toast, no butter, no jelly, no jam. Lunch, just some lettuce, two celery stalks, no booze, no potatoes, no ham. Dinner, one chicken wing, brawl, not fried, no gravy, no biscuits, no pie. And his diet and diet and diet and diet and show is a rough way to die. Well, I don't know about the calorie thing, but I, I do, I do know that the carb thing they say is that's more important than the calories well and, and, that's what they say everybody has well a, i'll a tell you theory. Last, the, the the simplest one is calories in calories out that's it i don't know though i don't know if it's all about cal uh, it's the kind of calories i guess you get uh the carb thing as you know and i'm oversimplifying but it is so counterintuitive that i never have fully bought into it but damn it works I lost uh, about 15 last year, uh, and 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 it's just so so you eat things that like you eat meat, uh, cheese I guess would be one of the things you can eat, eggs, um, you know that kind of stuff, and you avoid bread, starches, pasta, yeah, that kind of stuff, mm -hmm. and and it works. And you can eat a lot, too. You mm. don't have to starve yourself. In fact, you shouldn't because the idea is to get your metabolism working. Right. So that stuff is, is rolling and flowing and you're... Yeah, there's that, too. Yeah. 
yeah. So I mean, and and then it doesn't hurt to couple that with uh, some exercise, right? As so, well. but but yeah. it really works. So but I, I don't know about the calorie thing. So I got up this morning and the I opened the app and I just thought, oh, gosh, I don't know. Am I going to be able to do this every single day? I don't know. Uh, so I'm. Uh, I gave it a shot. Um, one I, day. One day. One day. Not, nah, not even one day. I didn't even, I didn't even reach a goal for one day. And, and I, and I had, and I had, you know, things like, um, pea salad, you know, peas, you know, peas and salad. Peas. I've heard of them. And I had turkey and avocado yeah. and good, good, and, good. and it like added up to like you know all and I think yeah it just added up way too quickly. Now what you're <laughs> describing, right? What you just said that is some more of a carb conscious diet. Well, than but I had diet because avocados, are, as you know, are very caloric, but they're really good for it's good fat. Right. But I should be think, thinking more about carbs and not about calories. Well, I this, think you're on. I think you're doing fine. No, I'm except not. For the, except for the wine. Well, you don't know. You haven't weighed yourself, right? No, I haven't. But I'm saying from this, this... and you can't change your weight radically in one day. That's what, and that's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. I thought, okay, this is brand new to me. I'm gonna have to kind of get 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 you know used to it, and you know not have three glasses of wine every night, and and you know maybe have you know, two and a half and then go, <laughs> but, but I've known people who've said, you know, I, when they decided to lose weight, the first thing they cut out was wine and alcohol. And they said, that's yeah. all I, that's all I had to do. And I was fine. So I think there's something to be said about the, the caloric intake of, yeah. of, of liquor. And well, and, and I think liquor also, uh, you know, like weed gives you the munchies. You, it makes you hungry. I don't know I don't, that liquor makes me hungry. I think it just makes you not care as much, right? Because you're like, I don't know. When, when you're liquored up, you're like, dang, some beer nuts would be good right now. And I'm, <laughs> I'm not particularly hungry, but they would just be good, you know. Well, yeah, they are. It's there's no way, there's no two ways about it, and it's also harder, uh, I believe, as you're older. To lose weight. Right. When you're a kid, I mean, I never even thought about it when I was a kid. I look at these pictures of myself and I think, geez, I never thought about uh, In fact, I was hungry all the time. And right. I well, that's ate, because ate like a horse your metabolism, yeah, is way yeah. good and, and you're, you know, you're growing and your energy levels and all of that. But yeah, it's, it's, it's pretty tough. So do you remember, uh, do you remember, um, Penny Legate? Yes. You know, you know our Penny, dear, our some dear of friend, our, yeah. some of her listeners may know. She was a she was one of those people that um, could eat anything and she never gets she stays thin. Yeah. I mean I I can remember just seeing her put it away, man. She could eat like six burgers and I mean she could eat anything and a lot of it and just and I think man, wouldn't that be nice? Mm -hmm. Wouldn't that be swell? But yeah. most of us most of us are not like that. Right. Especially as we get older, and food is good. It's really you know when good. you're when you're younger, eating a hot dog's good enough. But when you get older, you right now you your palate becomes more sophisticated if you're lucky, and and there's just you realize that there's a panoply of wonderful food items out there in the world, and, and wine. I need and I need to sample every one of them, and wine. <laughs> um, yeah. When I'm, uh, yeah. When I was a kid, wine meant you know, like Mogan David or you know the, that kind of stuff that my parents would bring home. Now this world of wine is phenomenal. You, you know, coming down here to Central Oregon like you did, there are wineries all over here. Oh, all over I know. Washington State. I know. You can't, can't drive a, a half a block in Eastern Washington without seeing a sign for a winery. Yeah. Uh, and, and and beer places for that matter too, and I'm, distilleries. I'm not a beer person, but I, I I and and I'm not a wine. 
you know, you're saying all this like I'm some wine connoisseur and I, you know, I don't care. If it's under 10 bucks and I can open it quickly, that's going to be my drink of choice for the night. <laughs> so, there you go. Down in Petersburg, everything's fine. All lamb cats is drinking that wine. Drinking that mess is their delight. When you get the wrong, start singing all night. Drinking wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Wine, for you to drink wine. Pass that bottle to me. Which brings me to um, <clears throat> some of our... Well, keep- I just wanted to say to keep at it, okay? Okay. It, it's not. It isn't about uh, aesthetics. It's about health. Yeah. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, we want, we want you around for a long time. Well, that's that. Thank you. I appreciate that. So I'm gonna keep, keep not at too it. long. But, but I was yeah. I was a little disappointed that the first day. And but I I'll tell you this. It is quite interesting to figure to find out the actual count of of what you would normally have in a day. When I'm thinking, well, this isn't bad. I had some creamer in my coffee. I had some pea salad. I had some um, pistachios. I had turkey and some little pieces of bread and avocado and some wine. That doesn't sound too bad. Doesn't sound like I'm overdoing it. But according to the thing, it's like, yeah, eh. you know, your 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 bank is done for the day. So I am I'm if nothing else at least I'm more aware. Yeah. And I think that'll take some getting used to and uh as I kind of go through my day cuz I didn't know. I I never never ever knew that 6 ounces of red wine had a, a 200 calories in it. I didn't know that. Did you know that? I didn't. No, I didn't know it was that much. And I figured here's my here's what I figured if it's liquid it's not going to do anything to you. Well, yeah, you think it goes right. I thought I thought it was food that made you fat, not liquid. Yeah, that just isn't fair. It's not fair. No, it's not. Uh, Well, I know that there are. uh, They say the time of day you eat is is crucial too. Some people, you could try this if you could tolerate it. Try only eating uh, breakfast and and a light lunch and no dinner, because that's (gasps) because that's when your food sits in you. You go to bed and you're not. You're, there's no activity going on, so that food isn't burned off in the way it would if you ate heartily in the morning and maybe even for lunch. Could I have Just, could I have wine for dinner? Mm, I don't think so. You should have the wine in the morning. <laughs> okay. Oh, what a beautiful morning. Oh, what a beautiful day. Well, thanks like, for like, I think I that's just my hunch. I don't know for sure. Thanks for your help, Pat. You're just so so smart. So well, I think that would it, it it boils down to something very simple and basic. It's just that it's not it, simple. Eat, eat less than you than you're used to eating. If you eat less, you're bound to lose weight. Maybe you won't lose 20 pounds in a month, but you're going to lose weight week by week. Right. If just eat less. There's really no more complicated than that, I don't think. Yeah, no, I'm not, and I didn't put in. Let an, me say, that, let me emphasize that again. I don't think I didn't put in an aggressive goal like you know a pound a day. I put in two pounds a week so that it would over the next you know you'll, year. You'll be down. You'll be down 104. <laughs> right. I don't. Two yeah. pounds a week. I I don't know. Two times, two times 52, you'll be 104 pounds less. No, that's you'll not. Be a, you'll be a slip of a thing. No. I don't know. Well, but so there, so we have some listener emails. This actually dovetails nicely into what we're talking about that we've not caught up on for folks who are emailing the podcast. We really appreciate their emails. Yeah, we, we ask people to do it and then we never, we do never anything. read them. I know. So we do read them, but we don't acknowledge them. And so we should right. do that. So yeah. I got a nice email from David in Olympia, Washington that said that uh, his wife and Sonia were plowing through the backlog of our archived podcasts which are stellar by the way he says how nice is that and yeah. they were listening to one that we did a couple of years ago that i i we entitled that it, was a good one wasn't well it? do you want to know what the 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 title was sorry your balls aren't cute i don't even remember that one. 
I remember the title, but I can't remember what it referred to. Oh, I think you know. I think we were talking about... Does it refer to what I think it referred to? I think so. Oh, baby, please turn yourself around. Oh, baby, so I can love you good. Oh, baby, I'll make you feel so good. Oh, sugar, just like you want me to. What, what, were we, what were we on that we would be talking about something so sordid? I don't know. I don't know. But he said, uh, I heard you mention the BLT dip. And that is that dip that your wife, Patty, made. Yeah. Uh, BLT. I don't even know what that stands. Oh, bacon, lettuce, tomato dip. And so David said, I scoured the website and couldn't find the recipe. Any chance you still have it somewhere? So if you can um, ask Patty okay. where it is, we'll, I'll post it on our Facebook page, Peculiar Podcast, um, and, or and our website so that David has it. All right. That. All right. I'll put her to that. Yeah, put her to that. All right. Yeah. So then we had another email from a guy named Ed. Hello. I'm Mr. Ed. And he says, Dear Pat and Lisa, although I have not donated yet to the podcast this year which i which i will thanks for nothing ed i appreciate both of you mentioning my name and pronouncing it correctly which he says that ed ed he but he but his last name which i won't say but, no i was talking about something else oh right <laughs> so he's saying that he didn't donate but we thanked him on the podcast and i have news for you ed yeah, you did. You donated a bunch of money to us. So either somebody got into your account and sent us a bunch of money, or you were liquored up and don't remember. So we'll thank you again. Or so, he may be, Eduardo. He may be of, of such a conscientious type of fellow that he feels like if he hasn't donated lately, it is as if he hadn't donated at all. Perhaps. Please, please don't feel that way. <laughs> Perhaps. We got another email from Emily in Mount Lake Terrace, Washington. She says, hello, I'm a longtime listener to you two since way back in the 90s. So imagine. I love, my, I love the skiing on Mount Lake Terrace. Imagine my delight when I discovered you had a podcast. I work for an elementary school. Wait a minute. Wait, stop, stop for a second. Let's just try and imagine what okay. she just said. Imagine. Right. Imagine her delight. Her delight. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. I understand wow. completely wow. now. Wow. So she says she works for an elementary school, and every morning she's standing out on the street corner in her yellow patrol vest, even in the rain, sleet, or snow, waiting to help the little rascals cross the street to get to school. The corner she's on, she says, is pretty slow most days, so I have to listen to something or I get crazy bored. That's where you guys come in. Thanks, huh. for, thanks for keeping me company on those mornings. Some days I have to even pretend that I'm coughing so people driving by don't think I'm a crazy person laughing out loud to myself. God, isn't that nice? You know, and it means that indirectly you and I are saving lives. Well, this is what I'm wondering. Should she really be listening to us while she's trying no. to protect the children? No, she shouldn't. Yeah. But I'm glad she does. Yeah. And, you know, there's lots of kids. So, I mean... Got, you know, one or one or two. Yeah, if she it would is worth it to listen to this podcast. I think so. We received an email from David in Olympia, Washington. Uh, Pat, wait a is this a different guy in Olympia? Yeah, a different one. There's two guys in Olympia. Oh wait, hold on. Oh yeah, David emailed us again. Oh, and he said, "Hey, Pat and Lisa, I love your brewery. My, I mean, the my, one you used to have. My wife and I are almost to episode 100, and notice something missing." There are no breaks for traffic and weather. Could you guys get on that? Love the show. Yep. Okay. 
There is currently a 17-car backup on I-5 right now. I think a 405 would be a better way to go currently. Both of the bridges work okay, except there's a little bit of slowing going into the tunnel on I-90 right now. This has been Traffic and Weather Together. Okay. All right. That's that's uh, That gets both of them out of the way. I always thought that Traffic and Weather Together was the stupidest designation. Uh, so I thought, well, literally, let's do have traffic and weather together. And <laughs> Why did you think that was dumb? I think that's clever, traffic and weather together. It's, it's, but they're it, not together. It, it, it rhymes. They're, sequen- they're sequential. They're not together. It rhymes. It it's it tells people that this is this is where we're going to break and give you this information. You're it taking tells, it way too literally. It, well, of course I take it literally, and they should say it literally. It's not traffic they and weather say, at the same it's time. It's time for the traffic followed by the weather or vice versa, but they're not together. <laughs> they are in juxtaposition of where they land in the juxtaposition show. Juxtaposition is not is not the, the what they're promising. They, that's... They're together. I, which together to me and their definition, my definition of it means simultaneously. I know, I know it does. Uh, another email from Eric. I just got a lot of issues to work through. I'm sorry. Pat and Lisa, guess how happy I am this much. Okay, let's guess. All right. Huge, 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 huge. Wow, I wouldn't have guessed that much. I wouldn't even imagine that. I know, much. I know. A part of me died that day back in April of 99. Was it really April of 99? 99? When I tuned in to hear my favorite drive team from that stupid radio station that won't be named and you were gone. I was. Well, bes- you can go ahead and name it because it doesn't exist anymore. It oh, was that's called- right. That's the right. buzz. That's right. Then it became a country station. That's right. I was, which, bes- which to me, uh, I'm, no offense, but when a station, a, a talk station that brings delight and merriment and conversation to people, and saves turns lives. Into, a, into a country station, it is something dies inside of a person. So she's she's right. Right, Eric. It's a he. Eric. Oh, Eric. Eric. Eric, that's a silly name for a girl, Eric, but you're right. <laughs> this is what he says next. I was beside myself with puke when it was clear that the demise of the Pat Cashman show was not an April Fool's joke. Because that was right around uh, the yeah. end of March that they canned us. Well, yeah. they, they canned you, and I am just was part of you, so I had to go too. I think, yeah. they, I think they wanted to keep me. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> That's not what they said to me. <laughs> they probably canned you because of me, is what I'm thinking. <laughs> That's what they said to me, but I think it was to make me feel better. Now, he says, I feel as though my life is worth living again, despite what my wife, co-workers, in-laws, therapists, and local Safeway deli manager says. I haven't been... You didn't have to add that part. I haven't been so happy about something since I recently completed my mod episode library on VHS. Please promise me that you will never leave me again, you two. Promise me. And he signed it Hugs and Kisses from Eric. Isn't that sweet? That is nice. You know, I think I wasn't a huge mod fan of that TV show. (gasps) But I thought B. Arthur Arthur was so great. Oh, fantastic. She's about as good as you can get as a funny woman. And I can, I I love mod. I loved that show. It came out at a time when when you know women's rights were yeah, were coming yeah. to to the, to the forefront my mother was a huge fan of it i so i i remember watching that let's finish up and straighten up the house a bit before the new housekeeper gets here i think it's ridiculous us getting the place clean for a maid we do not say maid we say housekeeper correction noted i suppose we're getting another black housekeeper well how should i know i didn't ask for one mother all right i asked <laughs> Yes, and you'll spoil her to death, and Walter will end up firing her, just like Marcy I and Willie. I do not spoil them. You do, Maud. You see black and you melt. It's not true. It is. A black maid says hello, you say I'm sorry. <laughs> there she is. That's the housekeeper. Carol! Wait, Carol! Carol, don't you dare open that door. Straighten up the place. Fluff up some pillows or something. Be right there. Carol, listen, from that look on your face, you are going to scare that poor woman to death. Carol, you don't know how frightening it is for them to come into a brand new situation in a white household. 
I, for one, intend to make her feel warm and welcome. Well, hello, you must be Mrs. Evans. I hope you didn't have any trouble finding us. Oh, no, ma'am. I heard you all the way from the bus stop. <laughs> and I can watch every Golden Girl episode ever made. I think it's a brilliantly funny, very funny show. And she's just, she's really classic in her role there. Yep. Okay. I, I uh, uh, I, I've never seen an episode of the Golden <gasps> Girls. Gosh, you're, no, no, no. you're stunning me with all these revelations. Well, we are going away for a romantic weekend to the Bahamas with Jeff and Rich and Randy. In this day and age, it might be a good idea to take along some protection. What kind of protection? <laughs> Two armed Pinkerton guards. No, Blanche is talking about... Uh... A Nestle's Crunch? <laughs> One over. The right. Didn't you grip? Condoms, Rose. Condoms, condoms, condoms. Calm down, lady. You just get out of prison? Well, I don't think it was aimed it's at Very men. funny. Oh, no, of course. What, what is that supposed to mean? Well, it's supposed to mean, I mean, it's like, uh, you, do you watch sit and watch baseball games? Football? Probably, well, it's not entirely comparable, but... It was, wouldn't you agree, if you're going to be fair about it, I think that you know it the answer. had an appeal to females because it was about female sensibilities, and which to men is just a mystery anyway. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You probably, you're right. You probably wouldn't even get it if you watched it. I'd have to explain everything to you. All right. And one final email from George. Uh, I tried sending this the lazy way through your website, but it didn't work. We're going to have to get Dave Tavers on that and see what's going yeah. on. Yeah. Um, so he says, I found your podcast by Googling you all to see what you were up to. Uh, I'm glad I did. I'm now binge listening to the last five and a half years of episodes. I may Has need... it been five and a half years? I know. Oh, my God. I know. Of course, we haven't, we haven't been... Uh as diligent and regular about it as we should have been but we still, started huh? off we started off very regular remember we would yeah. do we do one a week well that's because we were eating right <laughs> we would do one a week you'd post it on a sunday i'd throw yep. it down on a monday and and then all of a sudden we just i don't know what what happened to us so now well, we're we're doing well, like one a month uh, and don't no, blame can't. it on me don't blame it on me don't blame it on me yeah i'm going to blame it on you <laughs> Because you're unavailable so much of the time. No. I work, I work so hard to make this happen, and then you just cast it aside like it doesn't matter. <laughs> of course, just the opposite is true, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's all right. And, and, and every time we go, we're going to try to get better and better and better. Uh, so he says that... Uh, uh, he says, I used to listen to your show when I lived and worked in Seattle. I'm now retired and live in, living in Orlando. I'm trying to talk my wife into participating in the ROT down here. So look for some new pictures. We need to talk about that, Pat. This may be a little late, but I thoroughly enjoyed watching Pat in Hello, Dolly at the Fifth Avenue. Keep oh, up wow. the good work. So, yeah. So, yeah. So, the, the Reign of Terror. Ago. Yeah. So, the Reign of Terror is something that we haven't talked about in a while that might might be worth just going over again because we actually have Reign of Terror pictures and a map on our website, peculiarpodcast.com. And we haven't encouraged... Um, you know, the soldiers out there to, uh, we've kind of not rallied them at all. So you want to talk yeah. about that? When I was in high school, I had a job at a supermarket called Three Boys Market. And when I wasn't carrying groceries out for customers, I was uh, admonished to stack the shelves with various things. You're supposed to pull every item to the front so it looks like the whole shelf is full and it looks better. And, and that's what I did most of my eight-hour day was uh, stock the shelves. So I just, uh, my, you know, I can't concentrate very well, so my mind would wander, and uh, I would start fooling around with things on, on, the, uh, on the grocery shelves. Uh, for example, I, I would take uh, 7-Up, and I would, uh, I would lay all the other 7-Up pop bottles down on their sides, except <laughs> I would keep seven of them up. <laughs> 
Now, that one I hadn't heard. That's funny. Just be stupid stuff like that. I can't remember all of it. But one of them them was this idea of taking the pineapple upside-down cake mix boxes on the shelf and turning all of them upside down. As God intended. As we got into radio and stuff, I mentioned it again. And next thing you know, we're kind of evangelizing about it and how this is the way this product was intended to be displayed and when you go into the supermarket and turn it upside down in an act of of silent insurrection you are doing god's work i mean we had this whole silly thing and, and, we called and it, railing against the man the man. the man yeah the reign of terror is is striking terror into the man, not not the doer of the of the deed, but Correct. the person that's the object of it. Yeah, is to tell the man, hey, you know what? Uh, we're your customers here, okay? And if you're not going to do right by the way these products are displayed, we'll take over your job and do it for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that that's what the reign of terror and is. Isn't it delightful too? Because it happens rarely, but still delightful when I've gone into a store and go down to the cake aisle and find that it's been done. I just, I I look around and I'm like, oh, I I can't tell anybody what this is, but it's lovely to see that that somebody was there before me. And it doesn't happen often, but it is quite delightful. And you will find, as we have said, that you cannot find pineapple upside down cake mix much, uh, much anymore. I, right, they it's call called it pineapple supreme, or yes. they don't have it at all. Right. Uh, so, as as a lame but at least uh, alternate step, you can go into the frozen food section and turn the Pepperidge Farm turnovers over. You can turn <laughs> the label right. side over. So. <laughs> It, right. It's not as good, but it, but it's it's something you can you can do in yeah. a pinch. And you can still find pineapple upside down cake occasionally. So I think a lot of stores are afraid to display it. Maybe uh, because of the reign of terror. Maybe. I, yeah. We're gonna have to yeah. find a new way to stick it to the man. <laughs> yes, we are. Hey, before we uh, depart here, and before this uh, story maybe is so old, um, I just. Um, I wanted to mention this uh, thing as we're recording this. Uh, actually, I see that our vice president Mike Pence got up and walked out of a NFL football game as some of the players knelt during the playing of the uh, national anthem. Or wow! Pledge, what, Pledge of Allegiance. What teams? Do you know who the team? What team was? I, I don't. I just saw it cross my phone as we started doing this podcast, and everybody will have heard about it by then. But I wanted to talk just briefly, and I don't have any great thoughts because I'm not a not a big, uh, great thinker on these things, but this whole idea of protesting the uh, the flag and the kneeling during the, the national anthem, Pledge of Allegiance, whatever. Um, what, what, what are your thoughts about that? To, to me, it you know, the framers of the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, in particular, the very first thing in the Bill of Rights, which is 10 amendments to the Constitution, there are now 27 total. But those first 10 are called the Bill of Rights, as people know. And the number one thing was what? Freedom Freedom of of speech. speech. Freedom of expression. Right. And and so to me, that, at least the Founding Fathers felt that was the single most important thing that ought to be uh, ought to be in that Bill of Rights, and that's that's to me what the issue is here. People, people who don't want gun control are very certain about what the Second Amendment means, but but they don't have the same sort of uh, certainty about the First Amendment, which doesn't seem to have any asterisks on it. Mm-hmm. It says freedom of speech, freedom of expression, mm-hmm. pretty much. Period. That's it. I agree. Not open to an other interpretation. Right. So you might not like it, but I mean the idea that our president says those those players should be fired because of it. I I don't know. I've always just bristled at this reverence that people have to a piece of cloth. Mm-hmm. I, I know it's supposed to be symbolic and all mm-hmm. of that, but this silliness to me of uh, you can't if it should somehow touch the ground. Oh my God! Mm-hmm. Uh, you've got it. You've got to 
You don't let the flag ever be upside down. Mm-hmm. Oh, heaven's sake. Don't use it as clothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Uh, don't, don't dip the flag. Oh, you got, you're going to have to set it on fire. Right. And you, got, you have to fold it. You have to fold it as you would fold the flag at the end of the day mm-hmm. into that little triangle pattern. Then mm-hmm. you can burn it. Mm-hmm. But only after you've done. To me, the, this whole business is just much ado about not anything that's that important. Well, it, it, and I know people would disagree, but I just don't get it. It's 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 a uh, it's a piece of cloth. It's a, it's something that symbolizes something, but it is just a symbol. It's not a living thing. Yeah. Well, and back to the free speech issue. Free speech is not about what you want to hear. Free speech is about what you don't want to hear. That's what free speech is. That, that's that's how it works. Could- if everybody agreed that we would only speak about certain things, then it wouldn't be free speech. Yeah, free speech yeah, is about things that you don't want to hear. That's what it's about. And and I think it's 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 interesting that the, the the folks that are upset with the NFL players are more upset about them exercising their right to free speech in a quiet manner, quietly, and they're more concerned about that and less concerned about a an employer who uh allows players to you know turns the other turns their turns their head away from the drug abuse that goes on and mm-hmm. the spousal abuse that goes on and the performance enhancing uh drugs that go on and all of these other things that the NFL players do and nobody says a word about that but boy the second they exercise their right to freedom of speech in a quiet manner, everybody yeah. just has a litter of kittens about it. Yeah, it's way down the list of what's important. Way down the list. Yeah. And uh, that, that's that's really all, my only thought about it, too. I just wondered if, if, if I'm way off base. I'm sure there are those who feel that way. But I, I've just never thought that the flag – I never saw anything wrong with burning a flag. Mm-hmm. That's a, that's protected by the First Amendment. Mm-hmm. But the, we've had big debates in Congress about mm-hmm. that stuff. And you know what? That isn't that important. Let's deal with some things that are. Right. That, that, that really isn't. But right. it's an easy debate to have because it's an emotional one and people have strong positions on it. So let's have that debate. And then, of course, our president likes to stir things up by by, you know, jumping on a wedge issue like that. When it just really, it just really isn't that big a deal. It's I, not important. I find it laughable too that the common reaction uh, to any infraction that anybody has these days about what they say is, uh, you know, it's it's akin to off with their head. It's it's fire them, and and I, I, I I'm all, I'm really. I'm perplexed by why people call for the firing of people when they are perceived to have misspoke or said something offensive or done something, said something. That is the go-to thing now. And it doesn't matter if it's, it's a, it's a private person or I mean a, a non-celebrity person. Um, people just think for some reason, if you, if you're out of line with what you say or express, you should be fired. What does that have to do with your job? What is that? There's, you can say things that are idiotic. You can have a moment of, of, of bad judgment, but really you should lose your job for that? I, I don't get that. I think that's just insane that that's the first thing people say. They should be fired. like we talked about in our last episode uh, it's a this idea it's like hanging up on somebody it's 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 a final statement it's a final right it's the biggest and most powerful weapon you have it'll just fire that person and get them out of there right don't want to hear from them right get a, you know i mean we've heard people just say shut up get them throw them out right get them out of the room right throw them out of here 
But to fire somebody, to demand that they lose their job for saying something that was that that you didn't agree with or was offensive, just it seems like a, a ridiculous solution to somebody's poor judgment. I, I don't understand that. And what good is that going to do if we fire them? I, well, I don't they'll know. Be, they'll be gone and you won't be able to hear them anymore. I, I don't know. I guess that will be comforting. I don't so. know. Don't know, but uh, it's it's just it's just an issue that is is designed to create a division in the country. So go for it. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Well, I gotta go, Pat. I am like super hungry right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll send you that BLT dip recipe too. Okay, that'd be great. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna go have some wine. Breakfast black coffee, one slice of dry toast, no butter, no jelly, no jam. Lunch, just some lettuce, two celery stalks, no booze, no potatoes, no ham. Dinner, one chicken wing, broil, not fried, no gravy, no biscuits, no pie. And his diet and diet and diet and diet and show is a rough way to die. So pass me a carrot stick, peel me a prune, a glass of skim milk, and that's all. Turn off the TV, that Big Mac commercial, it's driving me right up the wall. And I'm thinking of french fries, sausage and waffles, spaghetti and cookies and cake. And each night I'm dreaming of chocolate ice cream and I'm starving to death when I wake. Supper, two pieces of cauliflower rolls, and beefsteak the size of a nail. One slice tomato, a small dab of slop. I swear I ate better in jail. Stop eating that pizza right under my nose. Girl, that's the least you can do. Put on that candy bar while I'm singing. I'm starving my buns off for you. You're fixing the kids all those cream mashed potatoes, but it's bouillon water for me. Hey, you got a lock on the refrigerator. Lord knows where you're hiding the key. And while I'm starving for food late at night, I'm starving for loving from you. But you say that when I can see my own wife, you'd be glad to look at it too. So pass me a carrot peel me a prune, a glass of skim milk, and that's all. You and Jane Fonda and old Richard Simmons are driving me right up the wall. Now when I'm dead with the insurance paid, you look down at me and you grin. You say, well, the boy tried and he suffered and died, but don't he look good? When he's thin, oh my He's diet and diet and diet and diet And sure is a rough way to die Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.